Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This week in league, Will Kennedy spends his week avoiding teenagers pinning bags of goon on him as he becomes Australia's toughest clothesline. In a selfless effort to grow the game in Victoria, Pappy misses Origin for the second year in a row by deconstructing himself. In a bid to move from Stone Cold last, Newcastle look forward to their final solution returning from suspension. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for Round 10, Magic Round, of the 2022 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 462 of This Week in League, Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn, and we are a well-oiled machine. Oh, I tell you, it's all happening tonight. After 200 so. episodes, we might as well be. That's <laughs> 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 what happens when both of you can't show up in a mood. 262, I'll have you know. <laughs> don't, don't sell us short, mate. Um, <laughs> how we doing, fellas? Great. Fantastic. Glenn, he wasn't doing so well, but we've turned him around. He's looking no. happy now. No, I'm doing just still, fine. Don't gaslight me, motherfucker. You guys showed up in the fucking mood. You guys woke up and chose violence. That's what you said. We woke up Again. and chose positivity. No, you didn't. Trips the you Dairy Queen yeah. and such. <laughs> Seriously, we're fucking in here playing Jesus. fucking Mr. Squiggle. With a whiteboard before you got on. <laughs> upside down, upside down, Glenny. Upside down, upside yeah. down. <laughs> fucking stick my pencil somewhere in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Here you are, you fucking grumpy blackboard. Fucking hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm done. in a mood. Oh, oh, in a mood. <laughs> oh, no, it's a fantastic week. We had our first under-11s training session today. They're lucky did they did not them? fucking train in a house because it would have been down. We would have trained it that way. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It was fucking good. It was, um, made them do suicides. Like the, that, like, that's rather shut, drastic after like, one trial loss. Like, sh- <laughs> I was going to say, sh- 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 some kids runs. misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, shuttle runs. I, may, I, they I rest, didn't say, may they rest in peace. I, I didn't say pretend you're Brett Finch. So, um, uh, and fuck that tells you a lot about a kid's personality yeah like there were, there were some of them that just fucking ate it up like just ate it up yep. um, you know some of them try and cheat like not not go all the way to the lines and back and and others of them were fucking complaining the only children it's like fucking hell right. did, you, like it's, did you make the whole group do it again because some kids didn't get all the way to the lines yep Amen, right. brother. Till you did it right. That's it. That so. is the way. That's it. Love it. Yes. Yeah, so, um, no, it was fantastic. 
a full metal jacket fucking style of training. Nah. <laughs> make sure the kids make sure the kids know exactly who's causing them the it's extra fucking reps. Fucking Lord of the Flies, mate. At the end of the day, turn those little motherfuckers against one oh. another until they all toe the line. That's it. <laughs> And basketball socks are especially good, you know, if you want to drop the bar of soap into the basketball socks. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It was fantastic. That's good. So, Magic Round coming up this weekend. That would be great. And uh, just to reiterate what we said at the end of the last uh, the last episode, we will be aiming to use the uh, Lord Alfred, they call it now, slash Hotel LA, down the back there, if you were there last year, you know uh, you know where we're talking about. Um, not in that first main room as you walk in there, but you sort of go, you keep going past it and in, into the back room. That's where we'll uh, be looking to use the base of operations. So I've seen people talking about you know Fritz and Burger and stuff. That's that's in the past. They weren't great last year, Fritz. They don't want to let you book and stuff. Yeah, like, although it was COVID last year. Yeah, they make a they make a you know they make a decent burger, but. Unfortunately, we, can, we need more than that. Yeah, we can go over there and get takeouts. Yeah, or we can go next door to Plan B. <laughs> yeah, fuck <laughs> get yeah. Like a fat belly. Yeah, so yeah, um, so yeah, so just to reiterate, that's where we're going to be. Okay, um, I'll be there. Uh, you know, Saturday, Friday afternoon, um, up until probably the Manly game, and I'll be in there probably Saturday from like, yeah, pretty early, like you know one. Actually, it depends. Yeah, I'd be in there by the games, I would say, anyway. Yep. Um, and then uh, and, and in there for the duration as well um, on Saturday. And uh, the other guys will be in there at their various times. Sunday, you'll see Glennie if you're popping on by. And uh, that's how you, how it's going to happen. So that's where you need to be. Um, <clears throat> news stories this week. I've only got two here, really, to uh, to chat about. And, Sorry, um, just to cut you off. Um yes. Jackson will be able to get to that into that area out the back, won't he? That won't be a drama. I suppose so. I don't know. I've got no idea. You can run Sunday however you please, though, Glenny. Or you could, mm. you know, Google the pub and ring them tomorrow and say, do you let children in? Yeah, that's fine. I just thought that one of you may have known off the top of your head. Because I'm not about to ring them in the middle of a podcast, you ignorant cunt. No, so um, anyway, I'll do that now. tomorrow. No, um, the pub's not open at nine o'clock. It, it's probably it's probably. Yeah, you know, I, I appreciate it's a good question, but um, neither of us actually work for that pub. So don't we don't know, work don't in the HI. Clearly not. Because right? you think I used to work, close I used at nine o'clock? A, I used to be. Man. I used to be a chef, and I used to work in the HI. But I don't work in the HI anymore, and, and, I'm, and I'm not sure if Jay, like if I Jay said, ever worked in the HI. Mate, both of you so. cunts are in a mood. Yeah, and no. thank you for validating my point. No. In a mood to attempt to educate you. I mean, that's a terrible mood, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I know. Hey. That's a lifelong mood. Fuck. Buck, <laughs> we're just trying to bucket fill. Oh, Invisible bucket. I'll fucking shit in your bucket. I mean, you had stepdad give you his fucking mission statement for 2022, you know, a month and two yeah. months ago. And, you know, Dairy Queen, etc. It's all just you know, fucking vi- words, mate. Good, it's all good just vibes words. and everything. I want to see action. Mate, vibes are a state of being. Vibes aren't action. You're lost before you even begin. Find your happiness, Glennie. Good vibes only in 2022. I find my happiness. I just turn it off when I fucking turn the camera on to talk to you, cunts. But you sound like you're it the angry one, Glennie. Well. Yeah. 
That's it. You seem like the angry one here, mate. Because I have to deal with you two. And you guys are Dairy Queen motherfuckers because you get to deal with me. You're welcome. It doesn't doesn't help on the bookshelf behind you. You've got fucking Paul Kent's autobiography autographed. (laughs) Next to, what is that? Have you got Mein Kampf? There you go. Wow. That's it. (laughs) Built different up there on the the hill. Yeah. Just the Um, same as everyone else on the hill. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, are you finished? You know, asking questions about the the general rules and regulations around licensed premises in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Hey, Glenn. Just, Glenn. <laughs> yes, I am, but clearly Jay isn't. So could, fucking, please continue, um, mate. Could you talk me through the payment terms? Uh, that you, you know, if I wanted to supply produce for Woolworths. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, in what what part of the scenario you're the uh, you're the producer? And I yes. will be Woolworths. Yes, I'm going to fuck you so hard <laughs> that you're going to make next to no money. <laughs> no, just add, no. Actually, tell sell. me the terms. I I just thought this was a thing where we were just going to like ask each other random questions. No, about things it's like we don't every other episode about. of the show where you're being a cunt. It's that thing. It's good to work in the CI. I tell you what. I'll tell you where I don't want to work. Fucking MI. Because it sounds like people having tough days in the MI. <laughs> and then they're coming on to talk to their friends that night. And I ain't just got no friends absolute here. Absolute belligerent little cunts. I ain't got no friends here. <laughs> <laughs> dear, oh. dear. All right. So, anyway, I want to talk about uh, some rugby league stuff. Is that Fucking cool? talk about it then, cunt. I can't even segue <laughs> with being abused. This is just... These conditions... Now I know how Anthony Maroon feels <laughs> having to deal wow. with this constant, wow. constant bullying. Yeah, yeah. It's... By an unapologetic cunt. You're the Paul Kent of this fucking podcast, man. You understand? And people, people listen to it. They, they can hear it. They okay, can tell. Okay, and Asta. But you're, it's like some Freaky Friday version because you you look like the other bald cunt, but you act like the little one. That makes Jay James Hooper. <laughs> Oh, well, you, yeah, good. No, you're kind of like an amalgam of the That's two. That's what we're saying. Oh, it's right. a freaky Friday. <laughs> uh, oh. Mate, can you please talk about some rugby league? It's getting boring. If you let me. <laughs> please. Are you ready to Floor move on? Floor is yours. Floor is shall yours. we continue? No, let's fucking keep going. Right, eh? We're on. <laughs> this week um, in belligerence. <laughs> yeah. This week in Glenny somehow removes... All sympathy <laughs> from the <laughs> listenership <laughs> as he takes the fucking mask off <laughs> and shows that he is that he is the most belligerent <laughs> bully <laughs> on this show. <laughs> now, um, there's a couple of new things I want to talk about. Um, well, I'm gonna, let's let's go this one first. While well, Glenn is feeling belligerent, he'll, he'll have something to say. I'm sure. Um, this business has blown up uh, today or yesterday with um, the, the, the story coming out that after the 2020 grand final celebration where the Melbourne Storm defeated the Penrith Panthers, of course, um, Jerome Hughes uh, put up like, a, yeah, he did like an Instagram live or, you know, put up a video um, where he was, you know, d- disparaging or disrespecting, you know, uh, Mount Druitt and the, the, the Panthers players' Mount Druitt roots. Yep. Uh, then, so then, the next part of the story is that Stephen Crichton said that they, you know, the Panthers use that as motivation, and Cam Seraldo sort of said to them like, "Oh, you, you've got to go out there and defend where you're from, and things like that." 
and uh, ultimately Jerome Hughes has come out and said it was obviously after a couple of days on the drink. I can't really remember the full extent of the video. I'm disappointed it came out like that. It's not me, not what I'm about. I didn't mean to disrespect anyone or any area. There was no intent there. There's no bad blood from me, but they use it as a bit of motivation. That's not good, but I can't do much about it now. There's no excuse, obviously. And uh, he goes on to say, you know, didn't want, didn't mean to disrespect them or their families or anything and apologize, apologize, etc., etc. Yeah. Storm in a fucking teacup. Honestly, he didn't need to apologize. This didn't need to be a story. If they used his motivation, fucking great. Yeah. That's 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 been happening since in in combative team versus team sports. Yeah. Or individual versus individual sports. Yeah. Since time immemorial. That's it. If if there's not enough reason, find one. Fucking exactly. Find like I don't Some know how people many, need that. Here's the thing, I don't know how many of you watched the last dance. I did. You know, if not, fucking, what are you doing with your life? Um, right, Doco. Like, it's how I see so much of Phil Jackson and myself. Uh, but, oh, um, fuck. <laughs> oh, it's, Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know if I can do like, this. Like, Michael Jordan went to the extent of making things up that yeah. other players had said or done to him or about him. Right? Like, yeah. Like, he... he you know, he, he took somebody not, not coming over and saying hi to him at dinner because he was like, oh, you know, he's busy. He's having dinner with his mates. <laughs> oh, you didn't want to come say hello to him? Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm putting 50 on your table. Like, it's fucking competitive sport. Um, yep. Look, I don't think Hughes had to apologize. I think that was the classy thing to do because it was a crack in an area and it was a crack in an area that contains a lot of marginalized uh, communities and individuals and has a history of uh, having the problems that come with being a lower socioeconomic area. Right? So, In summary, Mount Druitt's a shithole. Jerome Hughes wasn't wrong, but the fact that he had something to say about Mount Druitt when he's from New Zealand is the true irony in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'd say we, that's it. I don't, I don't no one say anything else. Oh. I think... The, you just fucking wrapped it up and put a bow on it. Thank that's you. It. See you next week. I got nothing to say. See you next. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's fucking great, Glennie. That may be that may be your fucking finest hour right there. Jesus Christ! Seriously, Cons- you can't speak to Mount Druitt? Jay, you would have been there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. You didn't say anything. It wasn't true. I didn't even know what he said. Well, well, but well, if no, I was that, disparaging that, right. and saying Mount Druitt's a shithole, he was right. And and honestly, if a player's like you know a couple of days deep on the piss after. After grand final celebrations, Just when they go, hasn't when they anyone. go hard, let's be honest. Well, let's be thankful that yeah, he wasn't dropping n bombs and, and yeah, you know right. and and snapping the trophy and fucking you know talking about how he beat his beat, beat the rap on the sex tape and you know and and fuck the haters. So, well, that's look. it. We would have been deprived of the greatness of Jerome Hughes because he would have been shipped off to Super League if that had been the case. Yep. <laughs> And then got a taste for the fucking fine red wines of the of, of France, and, uh, <laughs> and then uh, then he, until his logical conclusion of uh, playing third tier with Jimmy <laughs> and just absolutely carving up yes, French farmers. That's it. <laughs> well, maybe Mitch Barnett and he have something in common. <laughs> <laughs> and it all comes to a, a logical conclusion. Um, the other one uh, that I want to talk about was uh, 
we we mentioned it on the on the Monday one briefly, but um, yeah, Kieran Foran has has signed uh, with the Titans for a, a two year deal, and um, I really just wanted to talk about like I've me personally, I would love to have seen, seen him finish his career with Manly. I can't believe how much value we got out of him for such a low price for these two years, and and I'm and I'm re- actually I'm really happy that it's resurrected his career to the point where he can sort of catch himself another fi- like a final payday. Yep. Um, before he, before his career ends, and um, so yeah, I don't have any problem with it. Um, I wish that you know we could have afforded to to keep him, and uh, or you know like you know so got something together where we where he he could have finished with us. Really, I just wanted to talk about you know the value the value of it, um, to the Titans. Like obviously, a player <laughs> like him is someone is is definitely what they need. I mean, they thought they could, um you know, get rid of their incumbent seven because a couple of kids had some good games at the tail end of the season. And that's, you know, since been proven to be not the greatest strategy as the the Titans have gone backwards and, you know, the inexperience in their spine is a large part of that. Uh, on the other hand, two years of Kieran Foran, not coached by Dez, Two years at the end of a career that you know has has seen a lot of injury until recently, yeah, and and he has an absolute history of doing nothing when not being coached by Des Hasler. Well, very doing very little if he's outside of Manly, outside of uh, he's not outside of uh, of Daly, and he's you know not under that sort of umbrella. It hasn't been happy times. Like obviously disastrous at Eels, disastrous at the Bulldogs. So he also does have a penchant for single mums with. Giant '90s plastic bolt-ons, so and which, are, which are, it's, there's an absolute epidemic of them, yeah, on the Gold Coast. That's it. Fair few, fair few pokies on the Gold Coast too. I've heard. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, not as many as fucking Sydney. There, there would be more pokies, I reckon. In, in a like, take a five ten k radius, and there would be more pokies in the pokey rooms in pubs in Sydney than there would be in the casino at the Gold Coast. Yeah, it's probably. Very, I mean, it's a very oh, fucking yeah, small casino. You only have to very, you only have a very there's short hike just over the border, Panthers though. Than there are in Queensland, mate. Yeah. Well, there's, there's definitely more pokies in Panthers than there is at the Treasury in Brisbane. Mm. Yeah, like definitely. Um, and I mean, there again, would be definitely more pokies in Panthers than anywhere, though. The, the, tre- the Treasury doesn't have a fucking reigning Premiership Rugby League team, so fuck the Treasury. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> to get things back completely on topic, <laughs> Glennie, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> um, I've said plenty of times um, last season and, and already this season so far that um, I've really enjoyed uh, the resurgence of, of Kieran Foran and and the way he's played and what he's brought to Manly. I I think Manly probably made the right decision letting him go for lots of reasons, and part of that was their hands were tied given um, some of their other salary cap commitments, but obviously the, the Schuster era is where their future lies, and um, with respect to that, that's that's where they've they already been headed. Um, I just... I just would hate to see him, you know, not see out the the deal at the Titans through injury or, you know, end up medically retired when he's he's been on such a fantastic run for the last yeah. season and a bit at Manly. Yeah. So, yeah. But you can't be grudge think, a guy wanting that payday. No, fuck no exactly. And, and again, especially in the Gold Coast. But I, I think the halves, 
is is probably the trickiest place to end your career. As in, as in, when you're a fullback, you you know you know when it's time. You generally know when it's time. You you lose enough pace. Um, you 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 stop wanting to contest high balls and getting smashed every night. Like do you remember, the, we used to talk about um, the Minicello cliff. Like he he was amazing, amazing, amazing. Played beyond his years, but then all of a sudden you could tell his heart wasn't in it anymore. Mm. And it was like, yep, that's time, and he ended it. Um, yeah, somebody like Luke Lewis, he can he can go from being an outside back and finish his career in the forwards. Um, other other forwards have have ended up being being journeymen at the end of their career, but but taking on bench roles where it's easy to be like you can still have an impact in a game, but not take the spot of a young up and comer. The halves is a fucking hard one. Because you can't have Kieran Foran in your side and have him actually impact and teach anyone that's going to take that position in the future. You know, yes, he'll be around your your Reggies if you've got somebody coming through. Um, but yeah, in a perfect world for Manly, they would have been able to say, "Hey, is there some fucking veteran concession because of you know age or, or experience or whatever it is? We're going to keep him around. He's going to." He's going to play 14, but we we also want him to to impart on Schuster year, yep. years of knowledge that he's got. It's, and, and and that kind of and that and that that's kind of what it was. That was yeah. that that's kind of what the deal was. Yeah, yeah when there, came, there's when, no when provision to on. assist that because somebody like yeah. the fucking Gold Coast will say, yeah. "Oh no, we'll fucking buy you for young person money." Yeah, yeah. So which yeah, hey, that's the play market. That's that's the yeah. Way and look and look at the end of the day, I mean, they're they're not, they're not paying. They're, not, they're definitely not paying overs for him at all. I mean, I think they're only paying him like you know four hundred grand a year or something like that, which you know, like we're definitely getting that 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 much out of him and more. I mean, you know, and we're only paying him like two fifty or two seventy five or something like you know, not much. I mean, it was it was a bargain basement deal for a guy that was supposedly, busted. if you listen to like the the Bulldogs, you know, supposedly you know busted, yeah, yeah. And, and you know was going to retire otherwise. Yeah, that's it. So um, so look, yeah, it's sad he's not finishing with Manly, but I, you know, I, I wish he had have probably you know gone and finished over in England and got even more money. But um, it's tough moving like a thousand kids over there or whatever. I mean, you see his Insta. I mean, he's got a fair brood to provide for these days. So, so uh, yes, but I wish him the best. Now, Magic Round games coming up. Let's do it. I tell you what, they when they when they made the schedule for Magic Round. I mean, always the, the Manly Broncos games always like you know the eight o'clock one on Friday night. That's pretty much the only one I think that's you know set in stone. Um, but fuck me, <laughs> what were they thinking allowing? The Bulldogs and the Newcastle Knights to kick things off for us on that six, six o'clock game. I mean, if they wanted to say, "Yeah, look, everyone's going to beat the Caxton getting pissed," like you know, let's just put something in there. You know, while, while people are getting fucking, you know, primed for the whole the big weekend. This is the first game. Doesn't matter if they're at the pub and miss it. But yeah, like the way with the rain that we've been having, and and with the way even when the, even when it's fine weather in Magic Round, I mean, the ground is getting pretty chewed up by those Sunday games. Yeah, and um, so I think almost you go okay. Well, the dogs and knights—they're they're last, you know, pretty much down the. Um, so they've got to play the last game, and then and, and then put, that way put you them go. on after everyone's left. Yeah, and 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 you know, and if the ground is like an absolute cow paddock, and there's you know ten ACLs, well. Nothing of value was lost. Will anyone know the difference? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they're kicking it off six o'clock on uh, Friday, Suncorp Stadium. The doggy side, 
What do we got here? Um, Siamata Fanai drops the reserves. Patolo replaces him on the bench. Fatala Mariner is listed in the reserves after an enormous injury layoff. And uh, I guess he's inching his way back to a first-grade position. The Knights. Mitch Barnett returns to the side. Straight in at 11. Kloon uh, is back after his injury. And Kloon um, straight back in at half and uh, Crossland back to the bench. This... Uh... This is a tough one, hey? This is going to be a spectacularly poor game <laughs> between two very ordinary fucking sides. The side that can't attack. But it's like that thing, you know, like what happens when the irresistible force meets the immovable object? What like happens the opposite when the team, of that. Yeah. What, happens when the, what happens when the team that can't attack meets the team that can't defend? Um, <laughs> <laughs> on, on paper... On paper, the Knights are, are by by far the more talented team, a twenty point better team. Yeah, on paper, and and based on season form overall, and you know, yeah, that that form was two games at the very beginning of the season, and yeah, right now they've shown far more than the Dogs have. Yeah, and they've shown that that they can get in and and commit and play for eighty minutes or the majority of eighty minutes. I still have no idea how it was, how the drop off happened. You know, again, was was Barnett so fucking um, popular in the playing group, or vice versa? You know, was he the coach's darling, and and everyone else was was off him, and then he's, he's essentially cost them the game, and that's the I told you so that led to the fucking decline. But you got to remember though, in that round three game, I mean, they were. That was like a top of the table clash against yeah, the Panthers. That's it. They were they were they were spoken of as a legit chance, and they were well in the contest uh, phys- yeah. in, the, in the physical back and forth and ahead on the scoreboard when that's the video it. sent off. So, um, yeah, look, I'm going to tip the Knights here just just because I think that they have they have more potential across the 80 minutes, and Canterbury still have this thing where for the last 20 minutes of games, they can't stop teams going 80 in a set. Yeah, teams. Think about the roll. dogs is. The dogs will beat you by hanging in the game for the full eighty minutes. If you're if you if you if you're willing to shoot yourself in the foot and squander attacking opportunities, yeah. And look, the knights the knights are, are terrible at scoring at the moment as well. I mean, I mentioned their defence, but I mean, you know, they haven't been scoring many points either since round two. Mm. But no, you've just I got to go on. Just a, on the- I think this could be a Burton breakout game. I think he'll. Um, I'm going to tip the dogs, not by a big score, but uh, I expect Matt Burton to have a big game. And I just, I think the Knights are cooked. The so last dogs are favourite with weeks. the bookies too. Define big game. What's he going to do? Couple tries, couple of tries, sis. Right. Yeah, okay. Right. That's good. I like it. I like it when we have different ideas. There we go. And the, and the dogs are the dogs are substantial favourites. I mean, it's like about dollar seventy to two dollars ten. I think last mm. time I looked. Um, next game, Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Brisbane Broncos. The Manly side, Hamali Olakwatu comes back into the second row. Ben Turbo shifts to centre, and Harper out of the seventeen. Have you ever heard a sweeter sentence <laughs> than Harper dropping out of the seventeen? <laughs> and uh, and Davy is back as well, and uh, he replaces uh, KDL on the interchange. This is about, with the injuries going around at the moment, this is about the best side that we can assemble, I think, on paper. Um, 
So, look, I'm happy to see it. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos side, uh, they get Payne Haas and uh, Capewell from injury. Carrigan moves to lock, and Hetherington drops to the bench. TC Robarty drops out of the 17. Jake Turpin still lurking there in 24. I think Manly, um, far more settled side, far more talented. Uh, I think it'll be a good game, but I expect Manly to win 1-12. to yeah, I think we're actually less a less settled side, really? just because we've had just we've, just because we've had so many injuries and we've been forced to like it's it's very rare that we've had all of these guys on the field at the same time. And like you know, Ben Travoyevich, he was he was uh, you know meant to be centre last week, but then he had to change to the pack at the last moment because there was because uh, Kamali was out with you know with the, the uh, with the flu or whatever. Um, so now this is the lineup though that I think this back line I think one through one through seven is the way that I think that we're going to be potentially for the rest of the season because Brad Parker's got that um he's got that ACL damage and it's not necessarily a complete tear but you still he still has to sit that out for you know like two months mm. and see if it heals itself and then if not he's got it so he's so he's you know pretty much gone I think um so this you know pre, you know pending um you know Benny, Benny Turbo going well I think this will probably be the 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 way that we line up one to seven, you know, for the rest of the year, and um, and with uh, Christian Tupolotu and and Kohler in the side, that's you know that's what I wanted preseason to get those two into the back line. So, um, you know, having said that though, we've got like you know most of our props back in the side now, which is great. Um, you know, I think Hamoli, you know, Hamoli and Ethan, uh, Ethan Bullimore will do a great job in the back row. So it's 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 more settled. It's it's more of the sort of side that I wanted I want to see from us. You know, with the injuries we have, but it's kind of not settled because you know we had so many injuries in the forwards, just you know, swapping out each week. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, certainly more talented, and you know, and I think if they play the conditions okay, I think they'll be all right. Um, you know, it's it's yeah, the, the halves in terms of kicking games and you know for for territory. Uh, especially in, in what's looking to probably be a rainy or, or you know, wet ground mm. match. Uh, you know, that's going to be important, and they both kind of cancel each other out a little bit there. Um, so it's really going to come down to, I think, the, the handling, and then, you know, and even if the handling, all things all things being equal, I think we've got the talent to, to put more points on. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I, the thing I'm really excited here is is the Battle of the Sevens. Um because it, it, it really is a great showing between probably like the two best sevens in the competition that aren't at a state of origin standard. So, um, I mean, there's, I mean, there's oh, the gender J. It's the Australian captain seven. I'm not a Queenslander. One multiple origin series. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Queenslander, and I don't propose to speak for them. Uh, but I haven't met one who who would pick DCE in their side at all. Yeah, that's be, that's be, that's because they got that, that's because they're sad because he backflipped on the Titans. No, 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 no. These are Broncos and Cowboys fans that fucking hate the Titans and love the backflip. Oh they're no, all that's, about that's, the backflip. That's just the re- no. They're not they about the backflip. backflip. That's just fans. the reason they seize on. No, yeah, no, okay. No. I don't want to, I, look. I don't want him to play State of Origin. No, it's I've not. just lost the vision of Jay. I wish it was fucking because of something I did, but <laughs> regrettably it wasn't. <laughs> um, I can still see you though, Glenny. Well, it just shows no, it's so much more enjoyable. It, look, it, it's it's a bad time to get the Broncos. <laughs> they've they've got that much more confidence now from a a couple of good weeks, and and that win over Souths would have really filled them with confidence. 
uh, and and they're starting to hum along in that hole that, that Reynolds is the, the maestro and they're all just just doing as directed. But um, I, I don't think you can ever count a team with Tommy out, especially when, you know, the, the Broncos obviously play wonderfully at Suncorp and mentioned a couple of weeks ago they're getting back to that side that where Suncorp really is an advantage for them. I don't think Magic Round gives them that advantage because it harkens back really easily to the, the COVID times and that's still so fresh in most teams' mind that it that it's familiar enough for them mm. that, that the round has enough of a carnival atmosphere and it's enough out of the norm anyway. To, yeah, and Manly played this fixture. It, so. Even before Magic Round, Manly always played this fixture in Brisbane anyway yeah, so, as a home game. So, yeah. Um, Brookvale North. Man, yeah, undefeated. Manly. Manly. Um, again, as long as... Fuck. I don't know you can say this about any team, but as long as they don't have one of those poor handling manly nights, mm. um, yeah, they'll they'll be good enough for the Broncos. Right. We move on to Saturday afternoon. Games kicking off at 3 p.m. The Warriors take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The Warriors side, bolstered by the return of Torvu Harris. He was an important in for him. Um, he captains the side, and he pushes Katoa out of the 17. Montoya back on the wing. Barry out to the reserves, and uh, they've got some new signings there in Freddie Lussick and Ronald Volkman on the extended bench. Uh, the Rabbitohs side, Cam Murray injured, which means that Arrow plays lock and uh, and Host comes into the second row. Thomas Burgess is back, named at prop, and um, that forces Miley to the bench. Paulo in the starting centre with Tass out of the 17. Nicarima named at 14 to face his former side in his first game for the Rabbits. I um, you'd expect the Warriors surely to have an element of bounce back in them, um, given the the horrors of last weekend. Um, I just I don't see it being anywhere near enough um, to to beat South. I know South have been plodding along and and been unconvincing this season, and still in a lot of ways still struggling to find their way uh, with Elias in the seven, but. Um, I still expect it has to be way too good for the Warriors, and that's something. And, and, and oh yeah, Thomas Burgess being back as well is a big is a big thing for them as well. I mean, isn't it funny how these Burgeys have all had an era at the club where they were like you know legitimately good. Mm. Like yeah. Sam was dominant early, and then when Sam sort of tailed off a bit, George was great, and Tom was you know yeah. wasn't shit, but he wasn't great. He wasn't very good. But now Tom, I mean, in the absence of the other Burgey sapping his fucking Burgey powers. He's legitimately fucking great for them this year. The only um, one that was was never really that good was the one that played for Manly. Yeah, God, he was garbage. What was, he, what was his name? Luke. Yeah. Luke. <laughs> fucking Luke's. <laughs> Am I right, Glennie? <laughs> fucking Luke's. I gotcha. Uh, <laughs> um, look, Cam Murray's big out, though, for the Rabbits. Huge. I mean, he holds their shit together. Absolutely. You know, some, yeah. Sometimes, in, in some games this year, he's been the only thing that's held their shit together. Like... Um, you know, to, when the rest of it's been imploding around them. So how they react to his loss is a big deal. And when you're replacing him with Jai Arrow, who has done some of the dumbest fucking things on a rugby league field. <laughs> yeah. When you replace the guy that holds it all together with the guy that unravels everything, it's not a great... Yeah. It's not like for like. I mean, Jai, surely having Jai Arrow and Liam Knight in the same 17 makes that, on average, one of the lowest IQ sides 
yeah. in the competition. Well, here's the, I, I think the Warriors are the perfect opponent for Cody Walker. Yeah, beat up on um, him. Well, not even so much, but but a, a, a frantic, I, I guess arguably chaotic non-manager who's who doesn't actually know what he's going to do and might slap someone. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah South. Yep, I think South, and and like I'm not sure. Like you mentioned, the bounce back for the Warriors. I I don't know what kind of bounce back there is in yeah. that. Like that was well, there has to be something. They have to respond as like as not, a team. Not so they much in that talking. shit's going to stay with the franchise. Yeah. In, in mm. talking about right, so not necessarily the quality of the football played here, or or even talking about the effort. But has there been? a worse performance in a game with a numbers advantage that great. Not, for not a significant, for three quarters of the game, yeah. they had the advantage. So like, I don't want to bandy around, you know, worst performance ever, because that's objective and well, what, what do you base that on? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's it. I, th- this is something we've never seen a bounce back from. It's not a fucking coach yeah. going. It's not a, a loss on a, a player's... One hundredth, or you know, whatever it is, or um, Parramatta losing on Old Boys Day. Yeah, like it's Knights not. losing on Old Boys Day. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's yeah. just it's uh, it's unprecedented. It is. Um, so next we look at the uh, Gold Coast Titans taking on the Dragons, and uh, this one's a five thirty ga- game. And the Titans side, Jaden Campbell returns from injury at fullback. Finally, that drops Will Smith out. And um, Brimson moves to 5'8". The back line, what do they got here? Thompson and Marzu are casualties dropping to reserves. Philip Sami returns from injury. And Jermaine Osako is promoted to the wing. Uh, Herbert's also out. So uh, Esan Masters makes his first appearance of the year. Yep. And Kevin Proctor drops out of the pack. Uh, Isaac Liu shifts to second row. And Wallace starts up front. So this is this is what you want to see out of a coach who's had some some... Issues of non-performance in the side, culminating in last week's absolutely putrid effort against the Roosters, mm, yeah. where they were just non-existent. So Titans fans, I know, would be super happy to see Proctor out of the seventeen because he's been, you know, the main offender in in many cases of these games this year. Uh, you know, some some of the other axings may be harsh, but I love a coach that's going to fucking provide consequences to the squad. For lack of performance, absolutely. So, so I think the Titans can only get better from this. Uh, the Dragon side, unchanged seventeen, to reward all the players for the the way they got fucking smoked by the Storm <laughs> <laughs> in exact diametric opposition to what I just <laughs> said about exactly. the Titans. Is that is that like rubbing your puppy's nose in its shit? To, like, I will force you to play with these other fuckwits and them with you. <laughs> um, oh, I'll probably favour the Titans in this one. I uh, the Dragons come in favourites at a dollar seventy nine, but I um, I think with the changes, and I think the Titans are probably um, a side more likely to to respond to that. Um, and the Dragons, there's no real incentive or push for them to, to turn their performance around um, given the coach's 
by way of selecting Mole again said that was that was okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I'll probably sl- slightly favour the Titans. I want to believe that the Titans will respond to to the wholesale changes and to the actual legitimate consequences for playing like shit. Um, yeah, Brimson. Yeah, they had they had some good games out of six for him earlier in the season as well. Um, when they weren't getting smoked as badly, or they were, you know, at least putting on a lot of points. Yep. Um, so yeah, look, I reckon I'm really favor. I'm just favoring the Titans because you know I kind of want you know I want them to win because I like it when a coach drops players. Because for, fuck the dragons and, I, and fuck their fan base, Nathan. Oof. That and also and also Glenn that too. <laughs> um, the Melbourne Storm take on the Penny Panthers. It's a Saturday night game, and uh, it's the big one. Somewhat reduced a little bit with the injury to um, the multiple injuries to Ryan Pappenhausen, and he's out for a yeah, month. That's fine. Uh, yeah, fucker. like like right like right before the, you know like the big you know the big games and Origin. Um, so Nick Meany is a fullback, and I just you know as much as as much as you know the the highlight reels. You know, ticked over from that <laughs> when 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 Moses Mbond you know, ushered him through on that length of the field try yeah. last week. He's he's no he's no pappy. He is no pappy. Um, Remus Smith has uh, done his peck. He's looking for a couple of uh, two to three months out as well. So Meany goes to fullback. Um, Marion Sebi comes in at centre for his first appearance this year. Uh, the Panthers side Scott Sorison returns from illness, and that pushes Eisenhuth to the reserves. And look, I mean. Correlation doesn't necessarily equal causation, but Scott Sorensen was the sole reason that the Panthers lost last week. <laughs> <laughs> and I expect them, and I and and look, I expect this to be a good game despite Pappy not being there, because let's face it, I mean, like whilst he is amazing, yeah, yeah, he's putting on a lot of M- points in Munster's, massive blow in massive blowouts as Munster's well. the danger zone. Yeah. Monster is the fucking danger zone, and he's he not to mention the you know the yeah. the twin yeah not to mention the the twin threats out of Hooker as well yeah um you know this this is still a very good Melbourne uh, Storm lineup. Look, Brandon, Brandon Smith worries me. Brandon yeah. Smith worries me. Um, Harry Grant is the fucking Yang to Isaiah Yo's Ying. Right, like if you if you remember how he was in the finals last year, he's young. He still has a way to go. So what I'm saying is he's horribly overrated. Horribly fucking overrated. <laughs> oh, fucking Jesus. There is no way that statement can backfire. Yeah. <laughs> cool. He has he has a good game and then shows that he is properly rated. Okay. Cool. I mean he's had a, he's had a lot of good games and he played well in State of Origin as well, which oh, you know we like to say is the highest form of the game. Thor.gif. <laughs> but yeah, um no, but Brandon, Brandon Smith definitely fucking worries me. Um I, I think this is one where Penrith really need their forwards to stand up and stand up after being under pressure. I think that they may have gotten used to, used to, a, I guess, a little bit of a free ride in terms of, you know, if you can if you can force some mistakes out of teams and if if Nathan's boots keeping them starting their sets right down the other end and and your outside backs are getting down with an incredible chase and and making the first, second, sometimes third tackle of the set anyway. The forwards really only have to come in and, and mop up at the end. Yeah. Um, whereas where they seemed to struggle last week against Parramatta was where where they were put under sustained pressure and then had to try and reclaim some territory. So 
Um, I'd, I'd like to see a, a great performance from the forwards, but I think Penrith will learn enough and and hopefully have that within them and use this as a teaching experience for those young guys on the team that didn't have the 2020 to learn from because last week couldn't have felt good. So yep. Penrith 13 plus, put your house on it. Yeah, look, I don't think it'll be like that, but uh, all, all I'm looking for is a good game. I don't know who's going to win. I would, I'd probably favour Panthers if I was going to favour any of them. Uh, it's a legit battle for the top spot, though. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Penrith. I think um, they haven't had many losses over the last few seasons, and, and the fact that you know they, they're playing this game, which is enough motivation in itself, but off the back of a loss, I think... Um, they will be at the top of their game, and I think it'll be a close contest, and I think it'll be a cracking game. But I expect Penrith yeah. to win. Beautiful. Okay, so we move to the Sunday cow paddock matches, and the first one, the Sharkies take on the Raiders. Sharky side are suffering suspensions with Will Kennedy and Jesse Ramian, and so they've shuffled their back line with Nico Hines moving to the fullback position. Uh, Trindle comes into half. Uh, Tracy goes from wing to centre for Ramian. But the moot returns on the wing. So what else have we got as well? Um, Tolman named back at prop. Fanuk and Locke, McInnes on the bench. And Royce Hunt replaces Fafita on the interchange. Raiders side, Jared Croker injured his shoulder again. So Seb Chris is back in the starting side at centre. And Savage is on the bench in 16. Sharks for me. I don't. I don't think the Raiders are much of a show in this game at all. Even with the yeah. um, the reshuffle for the Sharks, I think Hines will still play a fairly commanding role, even from fullback. And I don't. I just don't think the Raiders have it in them. Well, you know, again, that that's the beauty of signing somebody like Hines. He he mm. came to them after playing, you know, what, probably one of the all time great replacement seasons, replacing Pappenhausen. Yep. Um, and and there was a luxury they had that they're like, well, you know, look, you can you can play in the six. Now he's just going back to the position that he dominated in last year. So, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not a great step back for them, but hundred percent, they've got enough points in them that the Raiders now have to worry about that second half again. You yeah. know, they they beat the Bulldogs last week, but all of a sudden they're going up up against a team that can really fucking pile some points on in a very short period of time. Uh, the and and they cannot afford to blow a second half lead again. But I mm. think Sharks will be too strong. How much did you put into the the game last week? Did we really talk about it? The lack of Jack White and knocking the ball over the dead ball line five or six times. Yeah, well, you know, like, hey, fuck. Was that the entire difference? Is that the catalyst? There, there, for well, the fade? Someone, in, someone in the socials comments said that you know the the issue the issue wasn't a fade; it was White. Yeah, but it, but is but is White and like not necessarily like is, is his you know, seven tackle sets is that the catalyst for fades? That's a, yeah, yeah not, not not just his not not his presence, but his actual his actions. Um, look, I, I think I think the Sharks will want to bounce back. You know, they had that the, the glorious win um, last week. You know, down on numbers, and that's and as damaging as that can be to the psyche, psyche of a club like the Warriors. Yep, for for being the loser in that in in, in that matchup, um, I think for the Sharks, you know, it can be it can be a massive boost. Yes, they feel invincible. So and um and you only really need a little bit of confidence against the Raiders, because yeah. I mean that's a team that just doesn't fucking have any. Yep. 
The Roosters take on the Eels. 4.05 p.m. game. The Roosters side, uh, Sam Verrills is out injured. Shock me. Um, Connor Watson comes back from a throat injury. Um, he'll be named at hooker. Lindsay Collins is suspended. Um, so he's replaced with Takayaho and Saluka Fafita joins the bench. The Eels side, no changes, as you'd expect, uh, given the victory. I expect, I expect the Eels to roll on. Yep. Yeah. I think the, <clears throat> the Roosters, the, sorry, the Eels will probably expose just how far off the Roosters are from the from the top teams this season. Um, I think Para be buoyed by last week and and I, I don't think they'll I don't think it'll be an absolute blowout, but I think Para will control the game and um, the Roosters yeah, they'll have some work to do after this game. They've been papering over a few cracks so far this season. I think Para's yeah. gonna highlight a few areas where they're just off the mark. Yeah, I don't think Connor Watson is the answer at nine for them. And they can't get they can't get the cheese up there fast enough. Mm. They yeah. can't get him there soon enough yeah. um, to, to solve that, that issue that they've had ever since uh, you know, Friend was forced to retire. Um, I think at the the Eels forwards, you know, if they if they can contain uh, you know any impact from Radley in attack, then it's you know it's t- I mean there's like Teddy Tupo Joey Manu are fucking great attacking players. Yep. But the halves just aren't clicking, and defensively I have questions on the Roosters as well. Yeah, the the Roosters are legitimately at that stage where where it's where do the points come from? So at, outside of a Manu or Teddy solo effort, where do the points come from? Yep. Unless they're playing the Titans. True. Paramount. Yeah. And finally, the West Tigers take on the North Queensland Cowboys. Last game of Magic Round, 6.25pm on Sunday. Luciano Leilua returns for the Tigers. Uh, Safarth is benched and McKaylee out of the 17. The Cowboys side, no changes. And why would they change a thing when they're fucking humming along so well? This game... Is a huge test to your. We always beat the Cowboys. We always credo. beat the Cowboys. I, I was going to say, Glennie, is this is this the last shred of positivity that that club has? That they North always Queen, beat the Cowboys. North the, Queensland. No, no, no look, I think North Queensland has been trying valiantly, and I think it's insulting for you to suggest it's the last shred of hope they'd have to to grace the same field no, as the Tigers. No, 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 not not North Queensland. So if if this is taken away from you that you always beat the Cowboys. Is there anything left to? Well, Cowboys to be beat us last year. They were fucking forty nil at half time, mate. Like, it's not, it's not something. To be fair, it's it's not something the Tigers hang on to. It's just something shit that I say. Okay, it's not it's not something that's just regurgitated about the clubs, like people just stretching their quads at the centre of excellence and saying, "Well, oh, quads are fucking loose, and we always beat the Cowboys." That's not what happens, mate. It's just something dumb that I say. Loose um, quads beat squads. Absolutely. <laughs> Look, having said that, we always beat the Cowboys. And I feel like that <laughs> this will be a, uh, you know, we've, uh, we've, always been in a, we've always been in a game for these last few weeks. And um, I expect us to always be in this game. And... 
finish in front on the scoreboard after 80 minutes. Quite convincingly, if I'm honest, 13 plus. Jackson Hastings, man of, man of the match, Magic Ground. We've never lost. We've never lost undefeated at Magic Ground. We always that beat good. the Cowboys. It's a fucking guaranteed win. I uh, love it. <laughs> the Cowboys are going to win this game. Fucking. Legitimately. Did you not listen to a word I said? By 28 points. Where? Oh. That's a load of shit. The only possible variation to my to my prediction is a is a is a uh, disrespectful field goal. If if Dean or Chatty or you know Drinkwater want to want to get some practice in for the the meaningful matches, Val might even knock one over. Who fucking knows? There you go. Twenty eight point win, maybe twenty nine or twenty seven. One of those three. Put it on there. Put your house on there. Amazing. And you'll have a couple more houses. It's the most ignorant thing I've heard in my life. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. You're not getting. You're not getting your feedback into, into your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Okay, so on that on that note, that brings us to the uh, conclusion of episode four sixty two. As always, if you want to support the show. Get yourself over to uh, patreon.com forward slash twill nation and uh, become a patron. Get extra content every week, uh, along with other stuff as well. And for, on the high tiers, gifts twice yearly. Um, people who want the old school membership had all the fucking trouble with the our our illustrious supplier who hasn't hasn't fucked around with us for over a decade now. Had some fucking issues with them this time, but. New staff member who I've never met and you know heard the name of before, drove me fucking crazy. But I just had to drop the owner's names to him and it got sorted out within fucking three hours. So Love we're all good. I literally sent the email. I said, "Why is this so? Why is this taking so long to just get to get a price? I've been doing shit with fucking with Jared and Andrew for fucking twelve years now, and it's never taken this long." Yeah. What the fuck? What what is going on here? And sure enough, it was fixed instantly. So, yeah. I was, I was, I was a quick little double, quick little double check and say, uh, "Has this person ever had orders with you for?" Uh yeah, like fucking three a year for the last decade. Okay. Yeah. So, any long story short, we have to wait for um the the polos that we like to use because they're they're not in stock at the moment at the the place that manufactures them. But they meant to be back in on Monday. The yep. Monday coming, so so what that will do, it'll allow us to do the pre order pre order uh, period, and then by the time we've done that, then the stuff will be in stock and it'll be all good to go. Um, the thing with the, the memberships, the physical ones this year, is because uh, yeah, the other items are all finalised. There are finite amounts of resources that we have to make these packs, and I can't remember what the exact number is, but it's not a huge number. So, and once they're gone, that's that's the ma- absolute maximum that we'll be able to make. So, um, because I'm not going to do another run of the other of the other stuff that we've yeah. got. So, um, and member and members and and sorry, patrons who've received uh, one of the items um, that is going to go into the physical members pack this year, we will give you the opportunity to pre-order the polo as like a standalone thing. Um, yeah, with your members discount and stuff like that as well. Just so so you you, you know if you're a completionist and you want to get it, there's no point double dipping and. Um, and we'll make sure you can get the polo and stuff as well. <sighs> That's it. Okay, good. Breath. Um, hope to see many of you 
if you're COVID free, feel free to come and say hello to fucking Magic Round. If you've got the COVID, stay the fuck away, Che. That's it. Because <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't need to get no goddamn we, bat flu we, we <laughs> after have, all these years. <laughs> we, we have one, one of our DMs, um, Nate and I, the last ones in there that haven't had it. So we're the, the last pure bloods. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm gonna, and I'll be the one that gets it because I'll be fucking there more days of magic round. I reckon. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm literally just jumping in there, fucking Leroy Jenkinsing myself into a fucking pit Look, of COVID. Here's the, here's the thing, right? That's how diseases work. If you get it in all of the time that you're there, and then we spend the last game of Saturday together, you got well, it. Too. Congratulations. <laughs> No countbacks. Mutually assured destruction. Uh, <laughs> like g- genomic testing for how old the disease is in us. It's fucking... <laughs> oh, that's Lovely. it. So, yeah, hopefully, hope, hopefully we'll see tons of you guys and girls on uh, Excited. Magic Round on the weekend. I uh, already got some things lined up to, you know, catch ups and stuff with various people. Yep. And, um, yeah, looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you there and... Uh, for those that are those that aren't making the trek, we'll uh, talk to you again on uh, yes next episode. That's it. Oh, look, we should probably give out an FYI. Yes. Um, ne- next week's episodes may be delayed as well, based on the fact that we will all be at games. Yeah, true. Not able to record on Sunday, so. Yeah, yeah, true. So yeah, great another Wednesday cram session. Yeah, I know. Hey, fuck, <laughs> great. How the fuck did we do that for so many years? I tell you, that's yeah. I, yeah, I know. I mean, it, it's like, uh, it's like a night out. It's like a heavy night in the yeah. piss now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, like if, when we're up, we did two episodes back to back. Takes me a couple of days to fucking get. I'm, look, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the clock now. Yeah. yeah, and I'm thinking, fuck. I hope these episodes have good questions. I'll fucking to carry itself tonight. But uh, no, let's yeah. let's wrap this up. I am so fucking keen for this member side this week. This has been a yeah. long time coming. Yeah. Um. Fuck, it's gonna be a ripper. Let's go. And no, no, see you next time. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.